Yellow again, everybody. Jeremiah Plunkett with Charisma once again. We are smack dab along ringside and ready to go with another big week of the Territorial Wrestling Review Podcast. And Quentin, how you doing, my friend? I'm doing all right. Uh, I do have to apologize. We we apparently missed a week because I apparently mentally missed a week. (laughs) But we uh, were working on getting it all caught up. Yeah, man, I don't know. I, I went out of town and apparently my brain never came back. You know, you know what it is, Hutch. What's that? All those years of making fun of me being all those years of you making fun of me being old, it's starting to get to you. I mean, I guess or CTE, one of the two. No, it's it's because you always make fun of me when we first was hanging out. I was wait, old. Wait, when we were first hanging out, I still do. Huh? I still. I know, but I'm saying, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, but you're not young anymore. Or you're my age. I was then. So I know, and and that's wild, by the way. It's not so funny, of. is it? Ain't so funny being old now, is it? <laughs> no, no, it sucks, man. <laughs> it really does. It sucks. <laughs> yeah. Why, why don't you I tell me just... getting old sucked? I wouldn't have done it. It sucks, but look at this way: if you're getting out, if you get, if you're getting older, I mean, you're still alive. So that's, that's it. Yeah, that's what. That's why you got to look at it because yeah, it sucks getting old. But just look at it as you're still alive. So that's why I look at it. Yeah. So, so what's new, man? Anything? Get into anything this week? Um, no, I don't think so. Anything new on the uh, UWA page? I just put normal stuff on there. Man, I'm, I'm just fishing and you ain't giving me nothing. Man, <laughs> uh, uh, Herbie Weingroff posted about on, uh, it was him, his family, uh, the Samoans, often sick of the, they were the Islanders at the time. Yeah. And Mike Boyd all lived in, in the apartments, hilltop apartments off Nonsville Road. And he talked about uh, going to the lake and cooking out with the Samoans. Down at Percy you know? Priest, right? I saw, I saw the comment, yeah. Yeah, so it's like, you know, and, he, and they, you know, you've read stuff in there about talking about how the Samoans love to cook out, you know. Yeah. And so yeah, it, was, it was pretty cool, you know. Well, I mean, it wasn't much to the story, but, you know, it, to me, because, I mean, it's, that was like, man, you know, if they lived in the same apartment complex, and if they lived close, you know, maybe in the same building or, you know, or, Next, you know, the rest of the residents are like, well, I mean, Mike Boyette was crazy looking. Yeah. His big fro. Then you had Samoans with their big froze. You know, the people are like, what in the world is he, you know? Well, and the Samoans <laughs> are huge individuals. Yeah, big guys too. Then, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, it's like, could you imagine? <laughs> I, I actually have, like a story, have a story you'll appreciate. And I, and I brought that up specifically because I, I saw that comment, though. And I knew that you were uh, you're pretty excited about Hermie Herbie. Uh, Herb, yeah, I can't talk tonight. Sorry, Herbie commenting on your page. Um, but you'll appreciate this story. You know, my wife does not like wrestling. Yeah, it does not care at all. <laughs> uh, I, I brought her. We we got free tickets to AEW one night uh, when they first came to Nashville, and we're there, and it's awesome. And I'm enjoying myself. I look over, and she's watching YouTube videos with her headphones in. Yeah. He just doesn't care, right? So we're headed down to Memphis, and I shared the story of how Sam Bass died. Mm. Well, because it's Memphis-related, and she is very proud to be a Memphian, she started looking up the story. And she went to all different sites, read all different accounts, like Jerry Jarrett's account, uh, interviews with Lawler about it. And she's reading it to the point where we're headed down 40, and she's like, oh, this is where it happened, and this and this. And then she starts reading, like, 
Lawler's recounting of it. She starts crying in the car. Oh, gosh. And then from that, though, because she, she would always say when I'd watch the Memphis stuff or like when she'd hear us watching it, mm-hmm. you know, for the podcast, she'd hear the music and she goes, yeah, that's how I knew <laughs> on Saturday mornings to turn the channel. <laughs> right. She went and liked three different Memphis wrestling pages on Facebook <laughs> because of the connection to Memphis and Memphis history. She's looking back at, I can't wait to show her Memphis heat. I might turn her into a wrestling fan. Probably not. But if I can find something like that that hooks her, compelling. She needs to watch Dark Side of the Ring. Mm. I mean, because that's the compelling part of it. Now, yeah. if they did one on Memphis, uh, maybe they shouldn't do that. <laughs> well, I, you know, you show her how um, Spudman Rowe is a, basically a. Um, Civil rights hero. Huh? Civil rights hero. Yeah. Civil rights, you know, way ahead of his time, you know getting arrested on Bill Street and all that stuff. So, yeah, show her that stuff, man. Yeah, Memphis Wrestling has, you know, it's had some stuff that just wasn't right, you know, so. Yeah, well, and speaking of which, um, we had to cut our trip to Memphis short because of the impending bad weather. We were talking about that kind of before the podcast kicked off. Um, But we did go by, because, especially because I wanted to see it anyway, Um, but because it was the weekend of Martin Luther King Day, we went, so we went by the Lorraine Hotel, which is where the Civil Rights Museum is. Yeah. We didn't get to do the tour just because we knew we were going to have to leave early that day. Uh-huh. But we went around the outside and whatnot and you know checked out all the stuff on the outside. That's But that's definitely on our to-do list. But I believe, and I may be wrong on this, but I believe I read that part of the Civil Rights Museum is a deal for Sputnik Monroe. It should be because I mean, that was it, big time, dude. Uh, it absolutely should be. And for anybody who doesn't know the story, look it up. Sputnik Monroe is single-handedly responsible for desegregating Ellis Auditorium, right? They weren't in the Mid-South College. Yeah, Ellis. No, yeah, Ellis. Ellis Auditorium because dastardly heel amongst the white folk, giant baby face among the African-American crowd. African-American yep. crowd had to sit in the crow's nest. And yep. so the and downstairs would be like half full. And what was it? He held them up. And I'm doing the the Memphis Heat covers it really well, and I'm sure there's other documentaries that cover it way better, and I'm doing it. I'm doing cliff notes. But basically, the quote was, if you don't let my black friends buy tickets, then I won't be there. And he was the top draw at the time. Yeah. I mean, if you look at some early 70s, Mensa um, Coliseum, the, the clips that are floating around from the, the matches from the Mensa Coliseum in the early 70s, you see a lot of black people in the, the, lower, the lower front rows. Yep. And you, you look at other stuff, you can find clips from other places. Not so many black people. Omni, yeah. you ain't see no black people in the front row, you know, ringside seats. So here, here's a quick a question I do have on that because he was a heel. He, he was programmed in the yeah. in the territory as, as a heel. Yeah. So when he had like those barn burners with Billy Wicks, right? And they're setting yeah. attendance record. Yeah. And I'm asking this just in case you've seen footage. I, I doubt there's much that exists. There's but, not any. So were they booing Billy Wicks, or they were just cheering for Sputnik? I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, and and I, and I wish I wish I knew that because like Billy Wicks was apparently the ultimate I, baby face at the time. Well, I you need I, you need to uh, send Ron Fuller an email and ask him. He was there. That was his dad. His dad was the Booker. His buddy Fuller was the Booker. I I don't know Ron Fuller. I I, I like that you think I'm on this first name basis with him. I've never met him. You know, he's just go to his website. Oh, does he answer questions? Yeah. Send my email. Oh, that'd be phenomenal. I might he, do that. He interacts a lot with people, dude. 
Huh. Well, that, I, that's awesome. Hey, I, I love Rod Fuller. I've never met him. I love listening to the stud cast. He, the, yeah. the Fuller boys can tell a story. Yeah. I mean, no matter what the, the great Mark last um, says, <laughs> prick, I can't stand him. Yeah, but the Fuller boys, man, they can tell a story. I've, I've, I've met Robert once. He's a gem. And I think when we were tagging, I think you and I watched that Robert Fuller shoot half a dozen times just because we enjoyed him telling stories. Oh, storyteller. I mean, I think he gets more anim- animated. Robert gets more animated than Ron, but Ron still gets animated. But, but Robert, boy, he puts oh, Ro- Ro- gun. And this, yeah, Ro- Robert oh, takes off the hat, slaps yeah. it against his knee. Yeah. yeah, he's all over the place. Uh, yeah. There's different storytellers. But yeah, I'd shoot him an email and ask him. Um, he would know. I, I'll do that because that, that just, you know what I mean? Because that just, yeah, I don't know. You wonder. It, it does because I don't like, like nowadays they would turn on the baby face, right? Yeah. But I don't know if they, they would have turned on the baby face back then. Yeah. Especially like uh, Billy Wicks was a clean cut baby face. Yeah. It wasn't like when the crowd would turn on Lawler because even though he's a baby face, he's being a smart aleck and halfway yeah. insulted them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. Like, <laughs> like when, like when he would make some off, offhand color joke at, uh, brick house and the crowd just turned on Lawler and we're totally yeah. behind brick house. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I don't yeah know. It, just, it just makes me wonder. I don't know. That's strange. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I mean, you know, it's, um, yeah, it's really, yeah. It's I mean, he was really, um, and that did a lot, you know, cause Memphis, you know, predominantly a black city and, you know, and you're ostracizing your crowd and you just shoot yourself in the foot, you know? Yeah. You know, so hey, look, you know, these people, their money spends just like anybody else's. You know? Yeah, well, and th- there was less less seats up in the balcony. Yeah, yeah. So you know, from and this is from Memphis Heat that like the lower bowl would be about half full. Well, and and and, 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 and you can charge more too. It's, it's seats seats cost more down there, and they'll pay for it. They got, I mean, that's the thing. They, they well, they sit up there because they don't, can't afford. They trust me, no. they're gonna pay a couple more bucks to sit down there. Yeah, because like I said, when they moved the Coliseum. You see on those old 70s, you know, early 70s, mid 70s, you know, that ringside's full of black people. So, yeah. I mean, you know, you know, it just, yeah. Well, no, yeah. It, it, it was them trying to use some, some racial stereotype. Well, to, it was the South, man. Well, yeah, that, that's know? what I'm saying, though. They're, they're using a racial stereotype to make the, themselves feel more comfortable in the lower bowl. Yeah. And uh, like you said, they're costing themselves money, which is stupid. Yeah. And Sputnik Monroe. Well, that, that that's the biggest problem with the fact that like there's no big star that can do that you know what i mean like and i think i don't know if i still don't know if vince did this intentionally he's really smart so he probably did when it became it's no longer hulk hogan versus andre the giant is on the marquee it's world wrestling now entertainment is on the marquee and it's a package deal that way yeah. it can never be that one star can hold you up yeah but like, but that's what Sput- Sputnik was at the town. If Sput- Sputnik would have no showed, it would have crippled business. Yeah, oh, especially right in the middle of the you know big hot angle. I mean, oh yeah, threatened not to, not to pay off the Billy Wicks feud. Yeah, so like this is the feud what what sold out the baseball stadium, right? Yeah, yeah. So I mean, yeah. biggest house uh, ever in Memphis, if I remember right. Yeah, yeah. So um, yeah, we talk about Vince. I mean, that makes sense because. Uh, you know, it's still, you could still, they could still hold him up, but it, it wouldn't be like in the old days, like when, like how Brody would do the territories. Right. He would hold them up, you know, 
but Vince started packaging, like I said, packaging the whole show. Even though you package that main event, there's your main event. You still, you know, like a WrestleMania, you know, you still, you know, that's a, yeah, that makes sense, yeah. Because if you're doing it the old way, when you just package it, you know, they just package Bruno, 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 you know, and, you know, then he, and, you know, it, but then, like you said, he packaged the whole, show, the whole event, you know, make still, yeah. to an extent, hold them up and not like it used to just work, just cripple them, you know. Yeah. Well, and, and I, like, I, I see his point. I see why he'd want to do it because that gives him all the power. But it also makes it to where you never have somebody over enough yep. to where it can be. The, the last big, big over per- people were Rock and Austin. Cena would probably be about as close as you could get. But, like, remember how big of a deal it was when Austin took his ball and went home? Yeah. And how, like, that actually impacted business? I don't think if Cena would have done it. Mm-mm, no. It would have impacted business some because he was a, he's a like, giant. Because uh, Austin was over – yeah, he was basically the second coming of Hogan, as as in Overwise, you know. Yeah, he was over in the mainstream. I think Cena's yeah. about to be at that rock level, though, where if he comes back, it's going to be a big deal, and everyone's going to love him. Yeah, because his stuff he's been doing in movies has been fantastic. Yeah, Peacemaker on HBO. I know you're probably not a comic yeah. book character guy. Is tremendous. It's it hilarious. Only like any type of superhero, with no superpowers or something. He he's a He's a superhero with no superpowers. Um, well, I mean, he kind of has superpowers. He's really durable. Mm-hmm. Like, it's hard for him to get hurt. He can take a lot of punishment. And he's like an expert marksman and stuff like he's that. He's what? He's a mulky. Yeah, he's a jack mulky. <laughs> uh, well, like, so it, in, if you haven't seen the Suicide Squad movie, spoilers, um, in the movie, it looks like he gets killed off. He gets shot through the neck and a whole building falls on him. Jeez. And he ends up making it through that with just a broken collarbone. Like that's how they start off the series. <laughs> so he's like, he's stupid durable, right? Like he gets yeah, hurt. Yeah. He, like it hurts him. Yeah. But it doesn't do any real damage. Yeah. Um, but it, he, he's this weird twisted. He wants peace, but he will kill to get it. Yeah. Type thing. <laughs> and it, it's so, it's so funny. He just, he's like slicing people's arms off and yelling, you know, I'll do anything anything for peace and he's got this giant red white and blue outfit and his uh his sidekick is an eagle named eagly (laughs) bro it's tremendous i i I have no idea about the peacemaker character but that that makes me if if it's anything like the show it makes me want to want to read the book now granted james gunn is the dude directing it so he probably took some liberties to make it more entertaining yeah but it's awesome (laughs) oh man (laughs) all right we we got way off topic. Yeah, how we yeah, got all we got the John Cena and Peacemaker, but we did so. <laughs> yeah, let's uh let's focus back on because we got a couple matches to watch. Yeah. Uh, and let's see, we did we did Age Before Beauty last time, so you went first. Uh, so, so now it's my time to come up. Hold on, can I say? Remind me to tell you about last my match from last week. My, okay. Because I'll forget to talk about uh, my investigation work. <laughs> okay. So remind me after. We'll get done watching these. All right. Um, let's see. So my match uh, was brought to us by Squared Circle Network over on YouTube. The match is the Fabulous Kangaroos versus Ricky Hamilton and Prince Pullins. Quentin, are you all zeroed you. out? Did you tell who's, who's brought it to us? Yeah, I did. Squared Circle Network. Right. <laughs> Duh. Keep up now. <laughs> I don't. I don't know who listens less. You or my wife. 
old. Uh, 1990s married humor. No, anyway. Um, <laughs> all right. Well, Quentin, if you're all zeroed out and you're all zeroed out at home, we will hit play in three, two, one, play. Okay. Um, what is the Hamilton guy wearing? <laughs> I'm, I don't know which one's the Hamilton guy and which one's Prince Paul. Oh, the black. He's the black. Okay. Yeah, it looks like a suit jacket that he put some bedazzles on the lapel. Yeah. <laughs> oh, got the uh, kangaroo flag. And you said this was Don Kent. Yeah, it's Don Kent. Yeah, and it's uh, – I don't know if that was ever the official Australian flag or not. It does have the Southern Cross on it, and it's got two uh, two kangaroos. It says the Fabulous Kangaroos International Wrestling Champions. And this match, I did listen to a little bit of it beforehand with uh, – I didn't watch it. I just listened to the intro. And they did announce mm-hmm. this as an Australian rules tag match. So is that Kent right there or is that Costello? That's Don Kent. Okay, that's that's Kent. Mm-hmm. Man, they couldn't even get matching jackets. Well, I guess they're just they're they are matching just different colors. Okay, I'm all right. Yeah, they got yeah they got the gimmicks on them. They could have alternated trunks though and made. I didn't even see the trunks yet. So Prince Pullins is Jack, and well, Ricky Hamilton has a dad bod. Yeah, it's like Pullins is in really good shape. Other guy looks like he just come from the beer joint. <laughs> the pub. Yeah, he's like he's skinny yeah. fat. Oh, there they go. Did you see that? You see the little oh, the the arm gimmick. Oh okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I ain't seen that in forever. Nope. Back to Oh, what Ooh. the blue in the Okay, I can already tell I'm gonna be re watching this for study. <laughs> he snatched that leg, didn't he? Yeah. So, didn't want either one or both of the kangaroos like they had a what a calendar is like a wall chart with different wrestling holes. God, that was pretty. Jesus, that was nice, wasn't it? Like wow. a hip toss into a wow. Good God, that was sweet, dude. And I, and I feel like this is just him by himself because I don't feel like the other guy's smooth. No, he like yeah. Oh, good. Don so King now we got Kent in, right? He just, yeah, he's just brawling. He just tows him over to the corner, taking the Pullins. Yeah, Pullins is in really good shape. Did you have a year on this? Uh, so I tried to look in the comments for it, but I, I bet it's early 70s. Looking by the women's hairdos on the front row there. Oh, nice little go behind schoolboy. Apparently, it's from Bruiser's WWA out of Indianapolis. Yeah. yeah. Um, Bob oh. Luce is on commentary, apparently. Okay. Look at these go-behind reverse. Man. And Costello had to be in his 40s. Costello is oh, awesome. This is nice. Oh, Don Kent. Don Kent's the brawler. Costello's the is the uh, – um, Scientific part of the thing. So, what was a uh, Heffernan like? What was Whoa, his? Geez. Did you see? Oh man, that <laughs> was awesome! He's on the ref. Uh, 
I think they were both, I think they both worked the same style, you know, scientific and could brawl. But that was, that little exchange there was just, wow. Yeah, he's brawl, but he, he was scientific too. I think everyone was the same way. Here comes Kent. Yep, he's the brawl. Man, Costello was really impressing me by this stuff. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna need to hit up Al because C- Costello was managing Al, right? What's that? The, Al Snow when he was in the Kangaroos. Yeah, yeah, yep. He was their manager, stretching the old leg out. Oh, here comes Hamilton. Kent's like, get off me. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Here you go. Yeah, get off me, kid. <laughs> oh, me he's got he's got both legs stretched. Uh, I don't yeah. think he's stretching his legs. <laughs> I mean, I guess he is, but do what? Uh, he's stretching his legs, but I think he's more crushing the gonads. Yeah, I was say he probably didn't feel good the old the old package down there. And now now he's hitting them in the belly to try to push them back down. Yeah, get back down. And you can tell Don Kent said set the old seventies, late sixties or seventies just brawler. Those kicks and stuff. Clones is firing up. I like the old school ref with the white pants. I saw a lot of that in the sixties and seventies. Yeah, but he's got the he's got the stripes. I always like when they didn't have the stripes. They had the polo with the patch. Oh, oh, big knee in the back. Yeah, not not quite the Macho Man knee, but you know, same idea. Was good enough. Uh oh. You don't go to sleep. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I didn't know Pullins was this good a shape. I've always seen his name, but I've never actually seen him before. See his name on cards and stuff, but never actually seen him. So was he? That didn't go quite what they thought it would. Um, was he like it, a, it a relatively big small. star? I don't think he ever. Uh, I try to remember. Oh, some old kicks in the face. Um, no, he's humbling him. Oh, he's got him by his hair. Oh gosh. Um, I think he. I think I want to say he worked. Oh, there you go. Oh, he kicks out. Oh, here comes Kent. Boom. Um, I would say, I think he got like some mid-card status and what was it? Um, Phil Golden's Padoka uh, territory, I think, in the early 70s, maybe. Mid-70s. There's a whole territory around Padoka? Yeah. Man, there was two promotions on Here comes the hot tag from Ricky Hamilton and... <laughs> Costo killed that, didn't he? He's like, I ain't feeding Dad Bod. What are you talking about? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, no, nah, we're gonna run a second heat on you. We're gonna feed Prince Pullins. Yep, exactly. Yep, here it comes. Oh, took his knee. Oh gosh. <laughs> oh, what, look at this. Oh, oh gosh, that's so nice. Hey, that'd be a finish today. Yep, that is. Look at that. We could go into a short arm scissors from there if you wanted to. 
That is that his the way he goes into stuff is really smooth and nice. And it's all easy. It's usually just roll back, roll forward. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yep. Uh, ref, his shoulders on the map. He's got him in a, practically a triangle oh, right there. Can't pull, pushed him over. Do you see that? Oh, here comes Pullins. Oh, nice. Heck oh, here yeah. we go. It's, it's breaking down. Oh, uh -oh. look at the head scissors. Don Ken's like, I can wrestle too, Daddy. Yeah. <laughs> well, I guess he didn't tag in. That's the time to get back out. No, no, he, he tagged right back out. Oh, he did? Okay, okay. <laughs> he, he did my favorite thing to do to you sometimes. Tag in, do one move, tag right back out. You look yeah, at me like, mad. What are you doing, dude? <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, big boot. <laughs> I like the, uh, yeah, the kangaroos the on the boots, kangaroos on the trunks. Well, he's wearing him out that kick, ain't he? Yep. Oh, here comes pulling. He didn't have enough. Oh, big headbutt. Look at that. Look at that. He's still wobbling. You see his legs? <laughs> okay, here comes a hot tag. Here comes a tag. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. Maybe they hadn't built up the art of the hot tag yet. Well, I think dude wasn't just supposed to walk over to the thing and tag that he was selling. I think he was supposed to milk it over there. So he just walked over there and tagged out. I'll be on the front row loving it. Look, they're yeah. popping for him. Oh, yeah. I, yeah they, I, don't, I don't think they, they've worked the, you know, double down milk it hot tag yet. It's just kind of coming. Oh, I'm sure they, they're going to do all that for TV. The double team in the corner. He's going to build I think he wanted to, he's going to build him out. Ricky Hamilton cannot throw a punch. No. Oh, oh, little bolo. Yeah. Oh. Oh, those are open hand. Yeah, there's little shots, dude. <laughs> Going back to the camel club. Oh, oh yeah, oh, baby. Little fish Smile hook. The <laughs> oh, double leg. What we got here? Oh, catapult to the big punch. <laughs> nice. Well, now they're just beating. Here comes big running boot. No, oh, big knee. Yeah, that's where, uh, that's where Daniel Bryan got there it. There we go. Little catapult into a backdrop. Oh, that was sweet. <laughs> A back kind of, and that's the finish. Catapult into a backdrop. Wow. Nice. Never seen that before. That was pretty neat. That yeah, I've never seen the catapult into the backdrop. I've seen the backdrop into the yeah, pile yeah, driver or the power bomb. Minute. That's cool. Yeah, I've seen the power, but not into just a regular backdrop. I like that. That, that was, was fun. That was fun little match. And man, I, I Costello, I said, he, he's in his 40s. We think <laughs> we got some mess up going by that logic last week, but oh yeah, yeah, oh, he thought Joe Leduc was super old. It's like no, <laughs> he's like forty-one. <laughs> Why well, he helped games and massaged his muscles there and go up. Oh, there we go. That was a good little match. That was fun. All right, yeah, man. All right, that was a, that was a good one to pick out of nowhere. Sweet. Okay, this is a side note. You know. It just popped up on my thing, you know, so it pops up matches after it's over. Dr. Bill Miller and Ed Miller, the Miller brothers, it's Roy Heffernan and now Costello. Looks really old. I bet that's, I'm going to check that. After seeing that, man, I want to see some kangaroo stuff, niggas. Hey, man, set, set, it, set it to watch. Well, I, dude, I'll sit here and just watch nothing but fabulous kangaroo matches. If they're all like that, that was fun. That was good, man. I, 
I think I've seen maybe I've seen bits and just clips of kangaroo matches, but so I, you know, but that was really for you know for just a, a squash match on TV. That was really good. Were, were they one of the first like traveling tag team acts? Mm, I'm trying to think. I think the first wasn't the Dusik brothers in the '40s like the first traveling. I think maybe. I mean, maybe. I'm just I, I'm just thinking. Um, maybe the Dusiks. Uh, then yeah, and then I think the next traveling tag team are probably the Kangaroos. Yeah. They were probably the the mo- more popular, obviously though, right? Yeah, yeah. It went it went more. You know, I'm saying it was more mainstream. That probably worked a lot of you know more territories than anybody. Um, and then probably what? So did side. they did they do time though in the territories, or would they just come in for like kind of like I'm I'm not saying like the world champion. Well, I just remember I know they were like I'm not, when you talk about being the traveling. I'm the uh, you see those old um, matches from like um, Chicago, you know, and they'd be on there, and then you see like you'd see them like in Washington D.C. because that was the you know that was like the third big city for the East Coast, you know and I don't, you know, so I don't know. It's like some of the places weren't ter- you know, there were territories, but they wasn't a seven day a week territory. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I, I don't know if they came to the South, which seemed like the South was your more weekly seven day territories. It seemed like, you know. Yeah. Um. So I don't know, but I just know that seemed like they were the first as of looking at stuff. They their names, you know, were you saw them more places back in the fifties and you know up to the early 60s than anybody the same like but i think like the first or somewhere i think they said the i think it was the Dusik or like the first big tag team that went you know over the all over the country you know probably they probably just you know did like you know your big towns you know what i'm saying like you go yeah, you're not gonna find them on a spot show yeah yeah that's what i'm saying yeah just wait they that's what the kangaroos did did too you know just work the um you know probably did like you know it hit you know um vince and Senior and um, what's the other guy's name? Ran with him. Yeah, Tootsmont. If they probably hit, you know, Boston, New York, and Washington, D.C., and then they'd go hit Chicago, you know, then probably hit Indianapolis. You know, they'd hit all the big, you know, yeah, they weren't doing spot shows, you know. So I think they were like the second team to do that, from what I, a little bit I've read and seen and stuff, you know. They definitely blew it up though, just because like anytime you hear about tag team wrestling, like really yeah. old school tag team wrestling, it's always the kangaroos. Yeah, they, they were like the first real big. Like I said, the do six from already, they were the first, but it wasn't. I don't think they they didn't make it to the TV TV eight. Right. You know, with the Dumont Network and all that, that was the kangaroos. You know, they were they were the first. You know, even the do six bit went places, but kangaroos because they hit that TV explosion hit. They were right there, and so they were. You know, so they actually were really the really first team to really, you know, hit the country, all the big, you know, territory cities. Yeah. Oh. And then by the time the Assassins came around, they were doing mostly the, that was when they were doing the full-time territories like Carolinas and, you know, places like that. Yeah. But yeah. They were, that that was one there. side of our bookmark of tag teams, but uh, you've got a tag team match for us, do you not? Yeah. Let me go back over to my, to my podcast library and, and while you pull that up i will go ahead and introduce it because you said last week you like it when i do it uh this match is from january 24th 1986 it's brought to us by kasushi sakuraba on youtube i doubt that's the legit sakuraba but you know what i mean um 
The match is <laughs> the, the Sheep Herders versus the Bruise Brothers. Okay, hold on a second. And it looks like this one's a short one from what I got pulled up. Four minutes, 31 seconds? No. Oh, hold on. That's what I have. I got 944. Is it 131.86? No, I have 124.86. Let me go... Let me go and find the 131.86. It should be on the Sakuraba. It was right beside that one. It was right in that group. I want, I, I, I hit both of them, so I'm hoping this is the one I... Ah, uh, there we go. I got it. Okay. All righty. So, yeah, ignore the date, I said. It's January 31st, 1986. Everything else is the same, though. Yeah, yeah. It's 131.86. And it looks like it's coming from Houston. Um it was Watts when Hot Watts was running Houston and Box was partners for Houston. And um, so I don't just can't get, get away from Houston even when we do these different different kind of matches. <laughs> well, the thing is, there's so much good wrestling in Houston. Yeah, and that's what that's you know, that's what the thing is. I mean, Houston is just and to be just a one town territory, it's crazy, you know. And what sucks is St. Louis is the same way, but there's more Houston out there than there is St. Louis, you know. Yeah, if it's really like the only St. Louis I ever really got out there was that stuff Larry Madison put out. Yeah, yeah, the, when the actor um, Mushnick shut down, you know, retired, and he rebooted it, and there's a little bit of stuff, you know, the 80s from uh, Mushnick, but like the good late 70s, and they're, like I said, no, I think like there's really no early 80s. I, I think there's like bits and pieces of, was it 82, 83, when he, right before he shut down out there, but not like really good episode, you know what I'm saying, of the, TV, so you know, it was like, yeah, I, you know, I've always read that you know, one time the um Missouri title was the what you got to see if you could you would get before you get the you know, world title, and yeah, yeah, so that was the that. trial belt, yeah, you know, and then then the Florida heavyweight title was too for a while too that they switched up back and forth. So it's it, it sucks as you don't get to see, so you know, if that was the second main belt in the NWA, it's gonna have some good matches. And you, the, but there's no there to find, you know. Yeah. So that sucks, you know. So, so but at least we got the Houston stuff, thank goodness. So. Absolutely. I'm, I'm ready whenever you are. All right, guys, and if you're ready at home, we will hit play in three, two, one, play. Oh, we got a big interview. You got Butch doing the talking. Well. No, that's Luke. It says that's Luke. Never mind. That's Luke, that's but Butch. it's Butch talking. If, yeah, yeah that, that, I was about to say. Yeah, that's Butch talking, but it says Luke on the on the on the name there. Yeah, they got it. Oh, he, he's giving somebody the business. He got the flag. All right, here we go. Look at look at the look at the boom box. Playing the music. Oh yeah, and they've yeah. got so they they got the microphone held up to it. Yep. So this is from NWA on demand, right? Is that what they just said? Yeah. Yeah. What does that sound say? The Bruise Brothers are going to skin the sheep herders. I was trying to see if I could hear what music they're playing over the loudspeaker. I wonder if they they might have for copyright thing they might have you know changed it. Yeah, I guess, I guess it depends on who's well, if it's Bruce Brothers. That so I assume it's dun 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 Yeah. Oh yeah, they are. Look at that. Dang. So this is pork chop cash and, and Mad Dog. Okay. Yeah. People so was Mad like, Dog who they originally brought into Memphis or no? Or 
Not who they originally. Sorry, the original was Troy Graham, but then they brought Mad Dog oh. after, right? From what I heard, it was Troy Graham. Then he, you know, then they, he got hurt. They brought Mad Dog in because he was a local guy. Then somebody said that actually Mad Dog was the original, and they brought him in, and he 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 sucked. So they fired him and brought Graham in, and then Graham, you know, broke his ankle, and then they put Mad Dog. But I don't know which. But I've just back from remember when I was a kid, it seemed like it was Troy Graham first, then Mad Dog. Right. I don't know. But all the one, all the stories I've heard more of was Graham, then Mad Dog. But I said I saw this one story. Somebody put that Mad Dog came in for a week, was you know the poops, and they fired him and made him program. I don't know if that's true or not, but I like a dude's snazzy red jacket there, the announcer. Man, so Mad Dog, kind of fat, kind of soft. Yeah. But pork chop, woo. Yeah, he got the big old shoulders and chest on him. Yeah, he got, he got that power lifter gut, but he yeah. he looks like he'd do some damage. Yeah, he's he stout. Yeah. Pork chop, cool old dude, man. I remember you telling me that. Uh, man, they are over. Yeah, wow. mad dog boy. Hey, look at the referee. Who is it? Mr. Gilbert. Is that Tommy? Yeah. Oh, oh wow. Here come. So I, I think I always get shocked because, you know, I met Tommy toward the end of his life. Yeah. So he had lost a lot of his size. Yeah. So like I always forget that Tommy was really thick when he was younger. He was he was he wasn't big big. He was always in good shape. Yeah. But, but he was thick. Little. He was stout. Yeah, he was he was that seventies wrestler. You know where he's. Not a muscle head. You, you know, you can tell he lifts weights, but never was really big, big. But, you know, you can tell he was, you know, he was always right at that line of heavyweight, lightweight, you know. Hey, hey look, they sewed their piece on their K&H butchers. <laughs> yeah. I, I love the mannerisms. Like you, it, it's it makes so much sense how the sheep herders could easily morph into the bushwhackers gimmick. Yeah, because they were if they wouldn't have been so violent, they could have been comedy. Yeah, because exactly. of how yeah, look how he's look why he's why he's jerking around his head movement and he's running back and forth the flat. Yeah, see, yeah, it basically yeah, if if he wasn't saying right now that he was going to murder these guys and then they're yeah. going to go slice them open, yeah, this and, could and, be entertaining. And, like, like and, it is entertaining. And, Let me rephrase. It could be funny. And from the, look, and from the looks of uh, the Bruce Brothers' heads, they did it the week before. <laughs> yeah, so people know yeah, that, that four it, minute match that I pulled up at first. Yeah, it looks like it was just them getting stabbed. Yeah, so the people know. Even like I said, you know, they're going to be violent to them. They know they can do it. So, yeah, it's just, yeah. Hey, so, we're about to just get a five-minute match because we're right, halfway so through like, and they're just talking. Yeah, they're still talking. <laughs> well, I don't think you want to see Matt Dog go more than five minutes from what I heard. <laughs> I, you know, I, I want to find, and I forgot what territory – uh, Porkchop said it was, but he said he worked a lot with Stan Hansen. Oh, there we go. And he said that was his like his favorite one of his favorite opponents, and said that they just tore it up together. Oh, I'd love go. to find this it. This is a, supposed to be a Chicago street fight too. In Houston, 
Oh, wait, Bruise Brothers. I kind of get it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, do see Boom, big punches. Matt Dog's got fire. I'll give him that. He's got a bad punch, but. Yeah, his punches, though. But, but it's an entertaining 80s punch. I feel like you could do yeah, sillier yeah, stuff true. in the 80s. Yeah, it's still, yeah, it's. Yeah. Uh oh. Boom, Boom from behind. Where the pork chop goes? Is, is he outside the ring? They throw him out? I can't tell. They're getting on Mad Dog, though. Big snap mare. Hey, not to be understated, how jacked are the sheep herders? Exactly. When they were out there talking on the mic, I said, man, they're really good shape for this time period. Because what yeah, was and, like, and they're covering up. Think about that. Yeah. I mean, yeah, they got guts, but their shoulders, they got, yeah, they're broad, dude. It was a year and a half later they were in, in at New York and didn't have to work out. Look at that. <laughs> You see a little stomp walk he did? Yeah, uh, Miller was in a little like duck walk over there. Oh, uh, I thought he was gonna do it again when he stopped. Like a little duck walk thing stomped him. Yeah, it's kind of, yeah, there's not a lot. Just they're more violent. It's just the bushwhacker, violent bushwhackers. I mean, there's not, see, look at the, yeah, it's the same gimmick. Yeah, this could, this could easily be comedy, but they're just so violent. Yeah, they get, yeah. So much blood and guts, yeah. So it's yeah, the, the little things, yeah, you can see it's there. So I thought it's pretty long whip them together. Yeah, they're just beating on them now. I didn't see nobody bleeding yet. That's a shock. Yeah, I'm, I'm a little surprised too. I'm looking to see if uh oh. Because Porchop had, they, Porchop made them both had tape on their heads. So I figured as much punch as they stone, they'd have hard weight them back open, you know? Yeah. They have it. Oh, they're firing back up. So Mad Dog's a left a lefty. He's got tons of fire. Yeah, he does. Woo! Uh, this has been a fun story. This is the street fight. This is a street fight. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think this is going to be punches into a finish. Yeah, but Mad Dog's punches, yeah. They're they're eight. Like, oh, there's a train wreck. Oh, now the ring. Here we go. I think we're to go to a – well, I thought he's going to double team and go to a finish. So Butch and Pork Chop's on the floor. Well, not on the floor yet. He's still on the ring. He's still on the apron. I think he's ran to the pole over there. Yep. Of course, the camera camera's all over the place. Yeah, it looks like he ran up into a cameraman. Yeah, I think that's not what he was. Oh, they're going to double team Mad Dog now. So you pick him up. Did they do the battle ram? What they used? Yeah, battle ram. Yeah, but I, I, was that the finish? Because I, I know they were using something else in Memphis when we watched uh, a little got bit. The moment, uh, gut buster right here. The double gut, yeah. Yeah. There it is. That's the finish. Yep. Yep. Yeah, they set up with the battering ram into the, the double gut buster. And that was it. That was a quick little brawl. Yeah. She better get color. Mad Dog and Kyle Love Porchoff, they got it on the pole when he got went down. Yeah, it's kind of kind of so much for the feud. 
Um, yeah, I, I don't... The, the sheep herders beat them pretty convincingly. I mean, with the finish yeah, in the clean, middle. Yeah, basically clean double team finish. Yeah. Worst, not too pushed. Oh, there's pork chop. Yeah, so it was. Hmm. Kind of. There we go. That's it. That's a good little feud. I mean, match. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm about to about went into the uh, where they went from there, but. Hmm. Not sure good. how the feud went, but. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, I think how they come back with another match, or they just beat them flat out clean in the middle there. So I don't know. Unless they, the whole thing of pork chop was got posted and but it's a street fight so i mean technically it's legal i mean so it's still a clean one two three basically so yeah i don't know but yeah it was kind of like, um this is just a brawl um i was shocked that court um uh, mad dog was he he had a lot of fire and charisma about him yeah yeah for for as much because i'm like you i'd heard the bad things about him too yeah but so i'm wondering like, like right how he must have been bad in regular match you know like a regular match yeah, His work probably you know probably wasn't up to, to par. So so this was would be right up his alley then you know. And like I said, those punches weren't that good, but you know is some of those '80s punches people's punches wasn't that good. So that's true. You know. But yeah, yeah, he he had fire, sold decent. I said now if I watch him at watch him his regular matches, and it might be different. But for that for that he he was he was spot on for that match. You know. Um, well, much too, like I said, it's, just, it's a street fight. <laughs> you know, so it is what it is on that one. <laughs> yeah. Punch, yeah punch I mean, we, we could, I feel like we could have watched the four and a half minute match and got, <laughs> got the same amount because half yeah, of that match yeah. was just promos and walking to the ring. But yeah. Oh, it's a fun well, wild brawl. Well, it, you know, and you think about it too, that's part of the whole thing is your, you know, the, the, the promos and stuff, you know, that adds to it. So, you know, because I don't know how much more you would want. Because they, you know, after the interview at the beginning, and then they did the one at ringside, and then Rose Brothers is the one that the got on, oh, excuse me, at ringside. So you probably had five minute match. You probably didn't want to go more than five on that, you know, unless, unless they would have got really violent. And that's why I'm thinking they somehow they next TV, maybe they carried over somehow. Um, I don't know. Maybe Pork Chop got hurt. You know, that's the gimmick. He was, he, he, you know, they post him. He's hurt. He's out the next week or something. You know, maybe. I don't know. Um, but for the, the match thing, yeah, it didn't need to go any longer. But it's like, that's something bad. We watch these with no sound and we don't get, we just get the gist. We just get the match. We don't get the whole reason, rhyme and reason why everything's been done, you know. Yeah. If you got the promos and all that, so it adds to it. And, you know, so. But for us, it was just a little brawl. That was, you know, nothing bad. Button was just, you know, nothing stuck out, stuck out bad, you know. So I just can't believe still with, even though, even though it was really short, that nobody got any color because like I said, Porkchop and Meadow both had the tape on their heads from the week before. It seemed like they might at least have got a little, you know, from all the punches. But, you know, maybe they're saving for something else. We don't know. So that's a little, like a good little gimmick there. So Yeah, I'm surprised by the lack of color as well. But no, it isn't. It's fine for what it was. Yeah, yeah. Um, Do you got your matches for next week, or are we going to leave it up to leave it up for as a surprise? Um, I got I've got a bunch of my thing, but I haven't actually narrowed it down. Okay. I, I found what I was wanting to do, but I think we'll wait a little bit because it, it's from Puerto Rico. Okay. 
Uh, I hate to go back to Puerto Rico after just one week. Um, but it's a Chicky Star match. That's what, it, you know, and I remember you said, I haven't, you know, I've seen very rare of Chicky Star, and you said, you know, you hadn't either. But he was, a, you know, that mainstay in Puerto Rico. And But I found a, a little interesting little match. We'll watch it, um, you know, later on down the line. Uh, I do, if you want to say something crazy about Chicky Star, uh, look it up on YouTube. He was in South, he had a little run in Southwest. And they had, I think it was like a grab for the green, you know, on the pole. He comes to the pole, and the pole breaks off, falls to the floor. Oh, God. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. Is he on it? Yeah, he's on the pole. Holy God. It's, yeah, the pole breaks off. The, the, probably, you know, the, the ring post and the pole falls, he's on it. <laughs> yeah, look at it. It's on YouTube. It's from Southwest. You know, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he went down with the pole. <laughs> wow. Yeah. That's always, I did, I think, one pole match, maybe two or three. But I was always leery of, actually, the first one I did, I was such good shape and my lowest weight, you know, because I just started. Um, I actually, it was in Columbia, and I was a boot on the pole. And <laughs> I was filling in for, it was, I can't remember who it was, but I can't remember if it was, but the Hills was the Hickerson. And Billy Ray wasn't there, so I filled in for Billy Ray Hickerson. So it was me and Lee Hickerson. And uh, so, you know, Lee wasn't going to climb up there and try to climb up <laughs> big Lee Hickerson. So I was just like, you know, I had to go to like, I said, you know, I got it. And I was like, you know, I can't climb the pole. So I got up there and went, oh, crap, I'm going up the pole. I'm looking. I'm like, halfway up the pole, I'm like, oh, crap, I can climb a pole. I looked ahead. I can't remember where I was like, grab me, grab me. Because <laughs> I, I didn't think I could climb the pole. I figured I'd get like, little, like two little grabs and slide, you know, slide down. But I just, I just kept, I was like, hey, I'm climbing the pole. Yukon Jack tried to rev Buzz in a match with Chris Champion and as a pole match, and Buzz was supposed to win. And of course, did Buzz. Chris bring the, did Chris huh? bring the pole? Did Chris bring the pole? Did, did, did it? Did. Oh, gotcha. Ah. <laughs> but, you know, of course, it was put up there crappy. So Buzz just pulled the pole down. <laughs> yeah, that one in Columbia. So they had it in there good. I was. I was a little worried on it, you know, but yeah, that was, and I did some somewhere else. And it was later on, and I was like, I didn't even want to attempt it. But the one that they had in Columbia, they had it, I, I want to say it was, they had it down in the actual pole, the uh, ring post. And I think that they taped it around it so it wouldn't, didn't have a lot of movement, but it wasn't going to, you know, it was sturdy, you know. Yeah. But um, yeah, I've seen some, I remember when I used to go to the fairgrounds in Nashville, um, they had one one night, grab for the green. Right in the middle of the thing, the pole broke and fell in the ring, and it had the money bag, and everybody looked around like, oh, crap. And <laughs> Sam Lowe, uh, the manager for Eddie Gilbert and them, he grabbed the money bag and took off and ran to the back of the, to the dressing room, which made, you know, it was funny because they were all like, you know, the little sneaky weasel manager grabbed it and took off with it, you know. So it was, it was pretty funny. Yeah, the pole just went, boom, right in the middle. <laughs> and, uh, oh, I know where the pole match, other pole match was. It's a show I ran in Gallatin. Me and Farron, uh, we had a um, pole match. It was a battle royal, grab for the green pole match. And it come down to me, Tony Falk, and Ashley Hudson. And we did the old, um, who was it? Ricky Gibson, was it Ricky Gibson, Don Green, and another hill where they were, or Al Green. Might have been Hickerson and Al Green, where they were baiting the vacancy, beating the babies up. And then everyone go, the other one goes up, goes around and like, hey, well, hold on, hold on. You go over and you get him, I'll go get it, you know. So, you know, the old, they, he'll, you know, then all of a sudden he'll just start beating the crap out while the bay face crawls over there, climbs up and grabs it. Yeah. While the hills are fighting each other. You know, they, you know, we did that finish in Galton where it was me, Tony Falcon, and Ashley Hudson. 
So me and Tony started doing it, and Ashley was crawling over there, and then we get it. Me and, me and Tony starts one twoing each other, you know. Well, the whole time Ashley goes up, and I made Ashley Hudson a killing, and well, he didn't make a killing, but he made, but Ashley Hudson made a killing because I did the old. He's up there. He's up there. I grab it. Boom. Butt shot. Steve Bryant. Chink. Takes a picture. Good. Ashley Hudson bought and made copies of that and made a killing off that. <laughs> did I did I get my cut for pulling his trunks down? No. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so I did do I, I, I did do some fun stuff in my time. I look back at it now. I, I just got to remember it. <laughs> I just can't remember it, you know. <laughs> right. Can't think about it, you know. Um, what was I supposed to tell you about the match from last week? Said something you looked at history. Yeah. Dude, I can't find it nowhere. I've looked all week long. I even went to um, the guy on YouTube, Armstrong Alley. He's got tons of Puerto Rico, tons. Um, he's got tons of 86. He's got like from December all the way to July. Ain't on any of it anywhere. So I'm thinking it was in June or May. Right. Um, so, um, but then he has. If, if, I, if I remember right, Joe Duke won the belt in June. Yeah. So it's making it's in that, that time period. But I look. I can't, I can't find it anywhere. So I'm thinking it was sometime, like I said, probably June of 86, but it stops at, at July of 86. I can't find it. I looked it up and I was going to try to find an email for Roy Lusher or actually just go on his Twitter, send him a private message and ask him, because he's the only person I would know that would probably know about it. Cause he, he, you know, he's got the biggest collections. Cause I looked on his stuff, you know, he has, he don't, he has Japan, Mexico, and you know, he don't have a thing for Puerto Rico. If he does, it's mixed in as just the wrestling one he has. And I did, I was like, I'll never find it. So um, I, I should have sent him a message because it's nowhere, dude. I looked everywhere. Like I said, I went through all those episodes, scanned through those episodes of um, um, the 86 Puerto Rico. Yeah. And uh, it couldn't find it nowhere. So, but it did happen. We just, you know, I don't know. And I actually went back to the YouTube page. Even though it was 10 years ago, the guy put it on there. And I went to the head, like 23 comments. And I was like, well, I put a comment there. I said, what do you, you know, because the guy told, he put on there, had the, the, the name of the stadium and everything it was on. And uh, so, all right, you know, plug people real fast. Yeah, man. Uh, please go over and visit uh, Lou Thez's UWA over on Facebook, where Quentin will be bringing up historical facts about uh, Lou Thez's Universal Wrestling Association. Uh, right now while the Tennessee run, but when he runs out of that, we might be going to the other areas. Visit our friend Scott Teal over at Crowbar Press, and as well as Chris Michaels over on his social media to pick up Indestructible, the Chris Michaels story. Uh, let's see. Monte Carlo. Yep, Monte Carlo over on the WMF Medium Rare YouTube channel. Monty's putting up stuff once a month right now as the current schedule. Uh, then Fight TV. For NWA All Access, get all the pay-per-views and get uh, NWA Power four day, excuse me, three days early. Um, and what am I missing? Uh, storefrontier.com backslash Plunky's Gimmick Table. And like and subscribe to our channel on YouTube, as well as all the channels for all the content that we use. Yep. Check everybody out. All right. Anything else to add? Nothing for me, man. Yeah, we did. All right. If you're done, I'm done. Sick of pork in there. She's done. Jeremiah Plunkett. Hey, that's me. Thanks for listening. God bless. Bye-bye, everybody.